Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Last week that my husband came and revealed his secret identity to you. So I figured this morning. I figured, you know. My daughter actually has a Wonder Wonder Woman costume that she wore when she was three years old. Um, and it had the little armbands to it, but she was three years old, and I don't think they would have fit on my arm. So we figured that the, you know, the, the, the bling will work, you know, and it'll, you know, ward off any bullets that come our way. Uh, welcome to Canvas Church this morning. As you can tell, we love to have fun at church, have a good time. I want to just say another huge happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there this morning. Um, as my husband shared, he shared that I got my strong, or my kids got their strong will from me, which is absolutely true. And then it was doubled because they got his as well. So, I mean, we're talking some strong, strong willed children. Um, I received my strong will from my mother, and uh, she's not here with us this morning, but I know that she will watch the message. And so I just want to say a huge thank you to you, Mom. I love you, and I honor you. The strong will is not holding back the tears at the moment, but um, I am the woman that I am today because of her. She is uh, absolutely incredible, and I thank God every day for her strong will because there were times in my life when I was not lovable, but yet she stayed strong, and she loved me through those moments in my life, and she was always there for me. She taught me how to change a tire. She taught me how to change my oil. And she taught me one of the uh, most precious things, and that is I saw my mother and the way that she honored her dad, my grandfather. I saw that the way she honored um, my, my dad, my biological father, as well as my stepfather, the way that she treated them and honored them with respect um, through her words, but then also at times through her silence. And I am grateful for her. I'm so grateful today for Naomi as well. We already honored you up here, Mom, but I'm so thankful for you. You truly are an inspiration of a Proverbs 31 woman. And um, I'm grateful that I get to call myself your daughter and to follow after your footsteps. And so just honoring all the moms here this morning. You're amazing. You're incredible. And uh, I pray that you feel absolutely blessed today through everything that takes place. Um, as you gather with family. These glasses are truly mine, and I actually need them to read. So I'm going to put them back on, okay? Uh, It wasn't just part of the fun this morning. Uh, I want to dive into the word this morning, so let's turn on our Bibles right to Proverbs 31. And we're going to start in verse 10. Uh, Pastor Ben last weekend uh, shared with us verses 1 through 9, and I want to encourage you, if you missed service this last weekend, go online to Canvas Church SD and click on media and listen to the message. Uh, He gave us a lot of uh, uh, information about this chapter, who were the possible writers, who this was written about, and all of that background. And so I want to encourage you to listen to that uh, when you get an opportunity. Uh, One of the takeaways that I got from last weekend was that every wonderful woman begins with a 
Come on, say it with me. Superman, exactly. Uh, and that men, if you want uh, a woman that's worthy to be a, king, a queen alongside of you as the king, then you need to act like a king, right? Come on. Um, only, only a man could say that to a man. So I um, encourage you to, to listen to that message. It was great. Uh, turn in your Bibles. Verse 10, we're going to read. It says, An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night. That's what I have to work on. And provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Come on, ladies. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out by, at night. She puts her hands to the, the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Let's pray this morning as we go into the word today. God, we thank you for your word, and God, we lift your word up this morning. We exalt it above every circumstance, above everything we've ever believed about ourselves, um, and we just honor you today, and we honor your word, and pray that you would speak to us through your word this morning, that each and every one of us here today, women, men, young, old, God would receive uh, from you this morning and from your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. This passage, Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, a passage of scripture about the Proverbs 31 woman, the virtuous woman. She is the woman that many women love to hate. All right? She's the woman that many women love to hate. Uh, this is, this is a, a passage of scripture for some women in the church. It's been a challenge for, for a long time as they've, they've seen it and they've wrestled with it at times. They beat themselves up uh, over, this, over this word and using this word. And there was one woman that uh, I read her thoughts on this passage of scripture. And I want to share it with you today because I thought it was quite interesting. She had read it and been in the church for some time. And this is kind of a a takeaway that she got after reading it. She says, The Proverbs 31 woman forgoes her career and life's aspirations for child-rearing and child uh, childbearing. She uses words like help me and uses purpose as a verb. I purpose to get the dishes washed today. She keeps her perfectly pristine house in high heels and pearls. She stitches her children's clothing by hand, hangs the laundry on the line, uses cloth diapers, and bakes phenomenal pies. Her sink is empty. 
She acquiesces to her husband's every wish. She is quiet and meek, never opinionated, and yet in the bedroom, well. She knits, crochets, cross stitches. She decorates like Martha Stewart and actually succeeds in her Pinterest crafts. She weighs 110 pounds and has perfect country singer hair. That one's in verse 32. A little bit of fun to have about this, but as we read through this passage of scripture, sometimes you might wonder, does this woman really exist? Or is she like Wonder Woman, a fictional character found in the pages of a comic book? Is this Proverbs 31 woman just a fictional woman found in the pages of our Bibles today? And I want to challenge each one of us that this virtuous woman is not a fictional character found in the pages of a Bible, but she is actually sitting here today, and she may, may be right next to you. It's exciting. Today, as we look at this passage, you can actually take this, this passage, which is considered to be a poem, uh, and you can, you can take it and actually divide it up into different segments as, you, as it, it tells us some different characteristics of, of this woman. In verses 10 through 12, it gives us some insight to her worth. Verses 13 through 24 tell us of her works. Verses 25 through 26 tell us about her words. And verses 27 through 31 tell us a little bit about her witness. And so as we, as we see these different segments this morning, I want to highlight verses 10 through 12 and take a look at the, this passage that covers and, and begins to speak to this virtuous woman and her worth. This morning, Mom already shared in verse 10, it says, an excellent wife. That word excellent, speaking of strength, speaking of faculty, speaking of a strength of character, power. This is not some meek, mild, weak woman, but one of, one of power, one of ability. And in this passage, as you read it, the word wife there is the word isha. And it means woman, wife, female. So in the Old Testament, this word is used interchangeably for those three words, woman, wife, female. So what that tells me today is you might be sitting here this morning, you might be single, a single woman, you might be sitting here this morning, you might be married, but you have no children. And so you might look at this passage and go, well, it's not really for me. In fact, it is for you. In fact, it's for each and every one of us here in this room. Because as Pastor Ben shared last weekend, some scholars believe that this isn't actually a, a description of of a woman uh, given to a son to encourage him what to look for a woman, a woman in a woman, but many believe that this is a description of the body of Christ, the church, which uh, Christ as our bridegroom would come back for uh, the church, and that this is a description of what the church should look like. So whether you're a woman here today, a wife here today, a female here today, or you're a man here today, a part of the body of Christ, we can learn a lot from this passage of scripture. Amen. Amen. So as we, as we continue to look at this, we see those words there, and it says, who can find? And Pastor Ben shared the verse with us last week in Proverbs 18, 24. He who finds a wife, come on, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. What this tells me, ladies, an excellent wife who can find. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Ladies, all I can say to you is you need to get lost. Some of you 
are single and you're wanting to be married, you're wanting to find that man, but you're chasing after the man. You've got to get lost. And you've got to get lost. I mean, this is a side note here, okay? But you've got to get lost. Get Lose yourself in the person of Jesus Christ and let the man of God come and find you. Amen? Let him find you. If a man is not willing to pursue you, then he's not the one. Okay, and I don't mean pursue like stalker weirdish pursuit, pursue, okay? Guys, seriously, don't do that, okay? Um, but if, if you're the one texting him all the time, stop it. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. If you go out to dinner and he wants you to pay, okay, now, guys, I get it, okay? If, you know, the relationships and stuff, occasionally I buy my husband lunch. Um, so it's all good, but uh, let the man of God pursue you, and uh, there's, there's a certain way that pursuit happens, uh, and uh, the pursuing that God speaks of in, throughout the word is not what our culture shows us, and so the pursuit from a man of God is going to be one that's going to be one of respect and honor for you and for your body. Let's just stop there because I'm going to get up on my soapbox. That's what Pastor Ben does. Let me get off my soapbox. Okay. Uh, it says here in verse 11 that she is, uh, in, verse, in verse 10, she is far more precious than jewels. This speaks to her value. She is valuable. She is rare. And jewels, what is a jewel? A jewel is, is beautiful, right? It's beautiful. And we know as we read through to the end of this chapter that it's not just an outward beauty, but it's an inward beauty because that outward beauty is vain, or in other words, it's, it's path, passing. It's like a breath. It's going to be here today and might be gone. Gravity, you know gray hair. Eventually my kids see it and they start praying, Lord Jesus, I pray that my mom doesn't get any more gray hair. I'm like, keep on praying, baby. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Um, but she is precious. She is valuable. She is rare. She is to be valued. In verse 11, it says here that the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. So she is a woman that is trustworthy. And this isn't just speaking of fidelity. But it's speaking, she's, she can be trusted with the cares of the household. As you go further on into the passage here, we understand that the trust is far more than just, you know, a, a faithfulness to her husband. But it's a faithfulness in the area of finances, that she's not going to be a liability. She's not going to get that paycheck and go out and blow it before she even gets home on those clothes and those shoes and oh, the jewelry all those things. So she is a trustworthy woman. And in verse 12, it says she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. What does that tell me? That, te that speaks to her consistency. She is a woman of consistency. She consistently does good to him. It's not one day she does good and then the next week and then the next year but consistently, every day, every week, every year, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years down the road, 
does him good. She, her life is marked with consistency. So we see in these first three verses, it speaks to who this woman is. She is a virtuous woman. She is a woman of strength. She is a woman of power. She is a woman of character. She is a woman that is trustworthy. She is a woman that is consistent. This is who she is. This is who she is. And we have to stop right here. Because the reality about this passage of scripture is that a lot of us, when we read it or we think about it, we automatically go to what she does, don't we ladies? We automatically go to the things she does. And you know, you, you try to learn to knit, and I, I forgot to bring it with me. Um, but I learned how to knit, and uh, I knit a scarf halfway, and it's not, still not done yet. That was about two years ago. Um, I still need to work on it. Um, but, uh, you know, we will, we will automatically go to what she does, what her works are, that I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And if I do all of these things, if I get the checklist out and put it on the refrigerator and check it off every day that I did all of these things, then I will be a virtuous woman. But we've got to stop. It, there's a reason for the order that we see here in this passage. And we see that it begins by speaking to her worth. And in order to know what something is worth, how many of you have seen the um, Antique Roadshow? Anybody? <laughs> like all excited about it. Um, I, I, I was flipping through the channel one time and it, you know, went on uh, PBS, I think it is, and I landed on there and uh, these people brought in these old items and they didn't even know what it was, they didn't know who it was made by, and you know, they bring it to the man and they're sitting there and it's just real quiet and he's looking at it, inspecting it. And he starts just spewing out what it is and describing all these things about it. It was made in 19-whatever, and this is the kind of material that was used, and this is how rare it is, and da 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 And then all of a sudden at the end, he says, it is worth $30,000. And you're like, oh, my goodness, right? Have you ever seen it? And you get excited, and then you want to go to your house and go through the cabinets and go, do I have anything old that I can go to the antique roadshow and find out how much it's worth? Um, but in that, in that show, uh, they can have something, they can see it, they can think that it's valuable, but they've got to find out what it is first. And so ladies, speaking to ladies here today, the body of Christ, we've got to know who we are first so that we can begin to know that we are valuable, that we are rare, that, that, we, that we have great value. And so we've got to find ourselves in Christ and realize in Christ, man, you are valuable. You are a treasure. You are rare. Amen. And so we've got to know who we are because it's out of who we are that will flow the works, will flow what we do. Think about it for a minute. If you go out into uh, an orchard, and you see a bunch of trees, lines and lines and lines of trees. And you look at the trees and you see that there's apples on the tree. What kind of tree would you call that? Okay, you can talk to me. What kind of tree is it? An apple tree, exactly. It's an apple tree. It's an apple tree because it has apples on it, right? Okay, so if it had oranges on it, would it still be an apple tree? No. Okay, so does the apple, is the apple tree an apple tree because it has the apples on it? Or is an apple tree an apple tree because at the essence, at the very core, the seed that was planted into the ground and the roots that begin to grow, at the very core of it, it is an apple tree before a fruit is ever produced on it. 
It's an apple tree because that's what it is at the very core of it, at the inside. And therefore, it produces apples. If it produces oranges, it's an orange tree, tree because the seed that went down, the roots that are in there are of an orange tree. So what this tells us is as believers, as women, we've got to know who we are and we've got to believe that we are a virtuous woman. I want to tell you here today that you're not going to be a virtuous woman. You're not, you're not, you're not, uh, uh, meant to just look at the list and say, wow, I am so far from that. I'll never be that. But you need to know today that you are a virtuous woman. That is who you are. That's who God says that you are. The moment that you came to Christ, oh, and you surrendered your life into his hands, you became a Christian. That Man, the Bible says that Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of being a virtuous woman, amen? Christ in you, the moment that that took place, bam, at that moment, you are a virtuous woman. You are a virtuous woman. It is who you are. And out of that, you will do great works. Out of that, you will speak great things. Out of that, you will have an incredible witness, amen? Amen. The reality is that if we realize that we are a queen, then you will perform the duties of a queen, right? You'll speak like a queen. I've never seen any queens walking around talking like sailors. No offense to the Navy sailors here. I'm sorry, I totally didn't mean that, okay? Um, but she will speak like a queen, and she will have a life that is worthy of being honored like that of a queen, right? So we've got to begin to believe that this is who we are because out of who we are will flow all of those things. There's nothing more attractive than someone with confidence knowing who they are in Christ. It goes for men and it goes for women. When you know who you are in Christ, somebody can come along and say something different. My daughter, this last week, and I, I was so angry, this story. She told me this story about she has this thing going on at school with some kids, and one of, the, one of the boys likes her. Got a crush, I know. First major crush. We're talking major people. I mean, look at her. Hello, she's gorgeous. She's a virtuous woman in petite form. Um, but she, she has this, uh, you know, this, this thing going on at school, and this boy that likes her, and he's told her multiple times, I like you as a friend, but I don't, I don't do that. She's shared this many times, and he continues to, you know, uh, have friends come over and ask, you know, Cara, do you like so-and-so? No. I mean, I like him as a friend, but no. Well, there's another girl at the school that uh, likes the same boy that likes Cara. And so it's, you know, of course, right, um, creating some tension, and Cara's like, look, I didn't do anything. She's like, I don't know. Well, this last week she came home and she shared that some friends of hers were in aftercare at school. And I guess this, uh, this girl had another boy go over to the boy and say, do you want a girlfriend? Okay, this is, this, anyways. Um, and he says, well, yeah. And do you want a pretty girlfriend? Yeah. Do you want a rich girlfriend? Yeah. Well, and he points over to this other girl, 
And he looks and he goes, well, but I like Kara. And the boy, at the top of his lungs, yelled, why do you even like her? She's not pretty. She's not even pretty. And screamed it at the top of his lungs so that everyone in the aftercare room heard it. And so my daughter goes to school the next day. And her friends tell her what this boy said about her. And I'm waiting for the tears to start flowing, right? I'm waiting for her to just start crying. And she's just looking at me, and I'm the one crying. I'm like, what is his name? I am, give me his name, because your daddy has got a gun. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was upset, and I was just like, ugh. And she goes, Mom, it wasn't right, and I think he needs to get in trouble. And I was just like, you're right. And, and, I, and it, I didn't see, like, this massive emotion from her, and I was just like, Babe, how are you doing with this? How are you doing with what he said? And she's like, I don't, it doesn't matter, Mom. I don't care. And I just thought about it for a minute. I was just like, yes, yes. Because those words from a boy that were negative, that were a lie, that could be spoken, that could do so much damage to a little girl, did not even penetrate her for a moment because she has a father that speaks over her every single day that you are precious, you are valuable, you are beautiful. This is who you are, Kara. You are a young woman of God, and she has a confidence in knowing who she is in Christ, knowing who she is before her, the eyes of her father. And so no matter what a boy says about her, a girl says about her, she was standing strong with confidence and I was amazed because I was looking at a virtuous woman at that moment and I thought wow I've got a lot to learn from my baby girl I've got a lot to learn from her but if you know your value it doesn't matter what your boss says about you it doesn't matter what a family member says about you it's because you know who you are in Jesus Christ and you you know your value and when you know your value ladies you're not going to settle for just any man when you know that you are a daughter of the king and you are a princess and you're not going to settle for anything less than a prince or a king and it's truth if you have this confidence deep down inside knowing who you are in Christ amen out of who we are will flow those works. But we've got to have that confidence knowing who we are. I was at a Starbucks once. Oh, I just got called out on that one. Man, once every other day. No. Um, I was at a Starbucks once a couple years ago, and I was waiting in line. And there were these two older gentlemen. And when I say older gentlemen, I mean uh, older than my father. Okay? And they're standing in line, and they turn, and they looked at me, and they said this. They said, hmm, you're married? And I said, yeah. I said, what would it cost to get you to take off your ring? And it, like, I just, it jolted me. And there's a whole line of people in the line at Starbucks. And I just stopped for a second. I was like, you know, I had to, did he really just say what he said? Number one, gross. Um, right? Number two, nothing. And I told him, I said, there's nothing you could give me that would get me to take off my ring. Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because first and foremost, 
I know my value because I know my Savior Jesus, who went to the cross and laid down his life, gave the ultimate, ultimate price for my life. I know my value. And secondly, because I have a man who I call my husband, that every day, every day, sometimes I get annoyed, huh, babe? Sometimes I'm like, oh, please, stop. I'm like, don't say I'm beautiful again, you know? <laughs> but every single day, I have a man that lays down his life for me in my home. And so when, and you know, it's happened. When, when a man like that comes along and speaks something like that to me, to speak that I'm just, what, is, what was he saying in that moment? You're cheap. You can be bought. You're nothing. Come on, take off your ring. <laughs> I'm like, okay, $500. I'll take it off. Ready? Yes. Put it back on. There we go. No, just kidding. There is nothing in this world that could get me to take off my rings because I know my value and I know it because of my God and because of my husband that speaks it over me. This passage of scripture in the Jewish culture, in the Christian culture, it's one that women get beat up with. Boop, 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 boop. You're not cooking enough. You're not, you know, awake early enough. Da, 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 all this stuff. Okay, we're going to get into all that, ladies and men, body of Christ. We're going to get into all that, what we should look like. And it should be a goal and an aspiration to us. Amen. But it's something that sometimes women just get, they beat themselves up over. I'm not this. I'm not that. I got to work hard. I got to do this. I got to do that. In the Jewish culture, this passage is memorized by the men. And every Friday when they sit down to dinner, they recite it or sing it over the women at their tables in celebration of them as virtuous women, in celebration of who they are, saying you are a virtuous woman, you are a strong, godly woman, a woman of character, this is who you are, and we celebrate you. Very different than the way some of us, us ladies have looked at this passage, isn't it? Very different. It's one of celebration, celebrating and declaring. It's a declaration over who you are. But I realize today that there are many of us that you don't feel like a virtuous woman. Because you think in your mind, I know my past. I know, I know the things that I've done. And wow, it's not worthy to be called a virtuous woman. You think of the, the words or the abuse that you went through in your life, and those are the words that you hear. Those are the things that you recite every day to yourself. And when you look in the mirror, you see everything but a woman of virtue. But what we have to do, ladies, is we have to take this right here, and we have to begin to see ourselves in the pages of these scriptures. Men, we have to begin as the body of Christ to see ourselves through the word of God and know our value, know that we're needed. And as we begin to see ourselves, it says here in verse Ephesians 5, 8, you were darkness. Don't raise your hand. I mean, I can raise my hand right there on that one. You were darkness, but now... You are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You now are light. Therefore, you can walk as children of light. Women, you are 
virtuous, therefore you can walk and live as a virtuous woman. First Peter 2, 9, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own. Man, he, he chose you, he picked you out so that you might proclaim the praises of him. Oh man, you were darkness. But I believe that today, some of you ladies, God wants to come and like take these scriptures right here, just three verses and just wash over you and say, man, all those things that you've believed in the past, all those words that you've heard before, all the, all the, the, the images you have in your mind of who you are because of the mistakes that you've made, it, he's going to put it away today and remind you that this is who you are. You are a woman of strength. You are a woman of character. You are a woman that's worthy to be trusted. You are a woman that's consistent, that you're, you're going to be out to do good to those in your life all the days of your life. This is who you are. And so today, I, I want to just invite us all to stand to our feet as we conclude our service together. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.